Hey, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to Life Mastery Decoded for Women and Women Entrepreneurs, where I help you decode the struggles in your life in the areas of health, wealth, and relationships with mind mastery and meditation tools and techniques so that you can live the life that you're proud of. Welcome to today's podcast. Hey ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's podcast where I'm hoping I am finding you courageously moving towards your goals. If you are not courageously moving towards your goals, then it is my intention that in today's episode, I give you one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. Every single one of us has something that we're working on through Every single day of our life, we are like, okay, I want to get this job. I want to quit this relationship. I want to move to this new city. I want to travel. I want to do something. If you are spiritually connected, which we all are, but if you're spiritually aware that you're spiritually connected, then no doubt you are moving towards something. So if you sit and look at your life right now and you say, yeah, she's absolutely right. This is what I'm working on. What is that thing? What are you moving towards? So I'm going to do this kind of parallel while I, while I talk with you about the thing that you're wanting to move towards and something that I am trying to move towards. It's really interesting because um, as I share different stories with you, there's always something that I'm moving towards, right? There's always, there's always a big goal and a big... So I had this giant, giant big goal out there, this big vision, my, my life... Uh, desire of how I want to live my life and what kind of lifestyle I want to lead and, and how much money I want to make and what kind of business I want to create for, for me and my family and living my purpose and then creating our purpose as a family unit. And then at the same time, I want to be able to help you. And so I know that sometimes my story is not the same as what you're struggling with. So I hope that as I go through my journey and I'm teaching every podcast I resonate with not only to teach you, but things that I need to know. So today, I need courage. I have always, always, always wanted to create communities. But funny enough, I've never really wanted to become a part of a community. Like, um, so I grew up Catholic, Italian family, living with my mom, 100% Sicilian, and, um, and both my grandparents and their ancestors come from Sicily, Italy. And, and it was funny because everyone spoke Italian. I always wanted to learn Italian and I never did. And uh, my, my mom and my grandma, her mom, used to get into arguments when my grandma would come and visit. And they would yell at each other or argue in Italian. And I would just be standing there in awe. And I'm like, oh, I just want to learn this language. And, uh, and it was just too hard. My mom would be like, okay, Jennifer, you know, go, go on, you know, go find something to do while me and grandma talk, you know, and I'm like, oh, but I just love it. Go. <laughs> so anyway, that was a goal too, which I never fulfilled, but anyway, it was always fun. And I loved, I loved the Italian culture and, uh, and the Italian cuisine, you know, it was bread, cheese, and pasta. And, uh, anyway, so, um, <laughs> when I was younger, um, I always, liked wanting to create communities. And I was a part of the Catholic religion for a long time until probably, um, I don't know, somewhere in my early high school years, ninth or 10th grade, then my mom joined um, a Christian community. And I liked the idea. I liked the idea. But if you listen to my previous podcast, my religious experience was terrible. 
probably not as bad as some, but it was very judgmental. And this underlying message that was in religion was to be judgmental to others. Catholic is the way we don't like Protestants. Catholic Protestants don't like Baptists. Baptists don't like, don't like Jewish. Jewish don't like Catholics, whatever. And it just goes on and on. And so I always found that the religious experience was judgmental and that wasn't for me. And so I always in the back of my mind was like, how can I create, like people need a safe place to go. Like I was very individual. And I just mean that I didn't run with the rest of the sheep. You know, I was, I was a rainbow trout and not a salmon that just everyone swam upstream and I was always going the other direction. Um, and I was judged for it. You know, I was judged for my hair color. I had, you know, fire engine red hair and a ton of freckles when I was a kid. My parents were divorced living in this, you know, um, this Catholic community where they don't believe in divorce. My brother was always in trouble. Um, you know, my dad smoked. You know, my mom had a live-in boyfriend. And it was just always this, I was always getting picked on for something. I had short hair and I was a tomboy. I said weird things. I was immature. I have a, a September birthday. And so I ended up starting school too early, I think. And so I had trouble reading. I had trouble getting it. That's in quotes, getting it. I always like the whole entire career, my school career and hanging out with my peers was, I don't get it. I like said that a billion times a day. I just don't get it. I didn't get the jokes. I didn't get the, the underlying humor and, um, and the, and the relationships that were happening around me. So I'm like always a day behind, you know? And so now I struggle with, I'm not smart enough. And I just don't get it. I say that all the time. I just don't get it. Or I don't know how to do something. And that, you know, for 13 years of being in school, kindergarten through, you know, 10, uh, 12th grade, I just didn't get it. But I always wanted to provide a space for people, for other kids. And I did that. And it was so weird because, um, you know, as an older kid, but yet I was kind of immature. It would have been better for me to be, you know, for my mom to have held me one more year at home, kept me one more year at home and then started me from five to six. But instead, I started first grade from four to five. And so I was four years old for three days and, and then turned five and then was in was in school. But any of these kids that were January, February, March, they were already five for several months. And I just, I just felt really behind, which maybe is everybody's experience. But anyway, um, so what I ended up doing as even a young, young person, you know, a fourth grader, fifth grader, seventh grader, is that I would hang out with younger kids. And so you have this lunch break and I would, you know, stand through the lunch line and I would, you know, inhale my lunch. And then I would go sit at this table, this like eight foot table that was always in the hallway. And, and me and my friend would sit at this table and basically we would like engage with all these younger kids that were walking in front of us. And then they kind of became our friends and became our group. And they would, they would, like consult with us about things because of course we're the older cool kids and they were like you know my mom grounded me for a week and you know or I can't play uh, video games or you know I can't go to the dance this Friday or whatever and then we would have these conversations so when I look back at my life I'm like I have been always creating community we're older kids and supporting these younger kids in our school and providing this, basically, the safe space for them to come up and to talk with us or to just be around us and to be goofy and dorky and nerdy, you know, just like we were. And uh, we kind of took them under our wings, so to speak. So then as I got older, I started to create different communities in different areas 
of my interests and areas that I would consider areas of expertise. And so I became a person, I was always in the fitness field and I had different fitness jobs. And then I became a, a personal trainer. And then shortly after that became an instructor, an instructor, uh, a fitness instructor. And so I led these indoor outdoor boot camps for women and I created this community. So here I create this space and, uh, you know, I put on this class and then I get to know them, they get to know each other and then they become friends. And I'm like, I just love this. I love it. But I didn't necessarily want to be a part of the community as a member. I like to lead it. I like to put it on. So anyway, so now coming to present day, I want to create a safe space for women called the Sister Circle of Support. And it is about their spiritual journey and supporting them through this process. Years ago, years and years ago, women used to have circle. When you were on your menstrual cycle, when you were going through relationship issues, when you were pregnant, when you were raising kids, you would have different times of the month that you would go to these women's circles and you would uh, consult with the elders. You would learn and, and hear different experiences through their experience and through story. They would share with you their experience of childbirth, or their experience of divorce, their, their menstrual cycles, their, their different, the way you're dealing with pain or trauma, the way you're dealing with relationships or raising kids or gaining food or jobs and managing money. I mean, it just became this really big, beautiful community. Because as women get married, they're now with a, a male counterpart and that male, that, that husband or that spouse, that partner, that male partner doesn't understand you on the same emotional level. They don't understand the, the, the discomfort through your periods and menstrual cramps. They don't understand, you know, why you're so upset about, you know, why he didn't do the dishes. They don't understand why, you know, you want flowers for random, random, uh, just uh, a gift throughout the year, not just on your birthday. So, because men just think differently, right? So, community is so vital. It is so important because as women, we need other women to support us through this journey. We need other women to understand us on this emotional level that men can't do. So, if you stand back and you look at our world, um, you see a lot more depression the suicide rates are higher for women now than they ever used to be. Of course, the pandemic did not help with that. But you, you now take these women who did have parts of communities, whether church groups or organizations or mother's groups or even the gym, they had these communities and then the pandemic hits and now they're forced to be home alone with their spouses, with their kids, homeschooling. And it was just more and more and more. And if you look at the suicide rates, they have gone up. And I totally understand, though I, I'm an introvert, funny enough, as I do a podcast and I love being on stage and I'm a leader of, you know, workshops and women's, you know, soon to be women's circles, but I'm an introvert, meaning that I am fine to be by myself. And, but some women are not. And that increased drug abuse, alcoholism, uh, depression, anxiety, suicide or suicide tendencies, suicide thoughts even suicide attempts. 
And I totally understand the people like my mom who has a big church community that she's a part of. She's an extrovert, loves the community, loves the support. But I could definitely, definitely see a shift in this, this, um, peaks and valleys of her emotional state as she went through the pandemic and she's married to, you know, my stepdad has been for, I don't know, 40 some years. And, um, I just think that it is so vital. So coming back to present day, what I'm creating is the sister circle of support. And it's going to have different themes as we move through this process. And, and the first theme is, is going to be the first three months is going to be all about emotional management. It's just managing your emotions, releasing pain and trauma and tough emotions and managing your emotional state through different tools and techniques. The next three months is going to be about now. So that first three months is all about you. It's all about self-care. It's all about bringing on new tools that really get you connected with you on a spiritual level. The next three months is all about you and your relationships, whether it's your relationships with your spouse, your relationship with your kids, your coworkers, your boss, it doesn't matter. So now it's you. We have developed you through the first three months. The next three months is about deepening your connections with other people. Then the last three months is, uh, is going to be about your um, creating. So creating the life that you want to live. You've, you've kind of centered yourself. You've created a spiritual practice, uh, a meditation practice, even balance your chakras, whatever it is that you want to do, you can do in that first three months. Then it's about your connections with others. Then it's about you creating the life you want to live. And I feel like that's a natural progression. So I'm really, really excited. However, I am finding that in today's podcast, as we talk about courage to step forward into the life we want to create, that we need a few things. We need to we need to have a few things in place before we can actually do it. A lot of times what we do is we use our solar plexus, which is our willpower, to hurry up and take action and, and create something. But our willpower is very short-lived. If you don't have the other chakras in alignment and you don't have that other spiritual support and alignment and or the other emotional support from women to, to encourage you along the way, you doing it by yourself is very short. You know, if you started a diet program, you always know that, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to get it together. I'm going to eat less or I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to stop drinking this and stop eating that and eat this and more of that. Right. And then you notice it for about a week, maybe two, maybe three, and then it falls apart again. That's because you don't have these steps in place. And we're going to go about them here in a second. So first of all, I want you to think about what it is that you're working towards. We have a couple of people in our group that would love, love, love to to move on from certain relationships and, and they just can't, they're completely unhappy. They're stressed out. They're, they're treated poorly. Maybe they're in an abusive relationship and they want to move on. But either way, I want you to think about what you want right now. What is the thing that you're working on? What is that one thing that you're trying to take action on that just isn't working for you? And mine is about starting this sister circle. Like I get so caught up in the details and I'm like afraid to take that step, but I know that I will absolutely 100% love it, love it, love it, love it. And I know the 100% that it is needed. And I know that it's gonna be fun. And I know it's gonna be supportive. I know that it's gonna be, that it's gonna be so helpful for so many people to connect at this level. And I know that I can do it because I have the skills. So what is it about me? Why am I not taking that courage? Where Where is my courage? Where do I apply it? So. Step one is to release the fear. So releasing the fear is always step one, no matter what it is that you're doing. So thinking about if I step into and doing this, 
doing these classes or this these calls or, or whatever it is, this, this program, the sister circle is what is it that I fear? And, and standing up, physically standing up and per, drawing a, a pretend circle in front of you. That's your goal. So you're standing outside of the circle and you say, okay, I'm going to blank, whatever your statement is. I'm going to leave this relationship. I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to start this new endeavor. I'm going to step and start creating sister circle. Whatever your thing is, you make the statement and then you step into the circle where your thing is and then feel into your body what happens. A lot of times when it when I need that courage, the first thing that shows up is frustration. And if I keep pushing it, then it's anger. It doesn't mean I'm not supposed to do the thing because I know this is my calling. I know it is. I'm in 100% alignment with it, but I need to do something. I need to grow a little bit. I need to I need to learn something new to be able to step into this purpose. So in this instance, the thing that I want to do as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as a leader, as somebody who's constantly pushing the boundaries of my life is my message is to release the fear. So always be releasing, always be releasing the fear as I'm open to this new thing that is on my agenda, if you will. This is the next goal for me and I have to release the fear in order for me to go. It's just like you go on a trip, you have to pack. So it's just part of it. Okay, so I want to lose weight. Okay, so I have to pack, right? And the packing is the releasing. I want to quit this job. Okay, I have to I have to pack. So I have to release. I want to leave this relationship. I have to release. You just have to know that the next step after you have decided on a goal, on a desire, on a path, on a on a, a direction that you're going in, the first thing I need to do is release the fear. And this is such a beautiful way to do it because there's two things. One is it continuously gets you in touch with you and your spiritual being and your higher self. And two, it is this, um, and constantly allows you to expand. I love expanding. That is what my spirit came here to do. And that is to expand. So releasing the fear, stepping into it, feeling into your body continuously becomes, brings more awareness to you. The next thing is to visualize your future, short term. Don't go five years out, go short term. So I'm going to start this sister circle. The first thing I wanna do is, oh, I'm gonna start 500 circles. I'm gonna have 100 women in each circle and then I'm gonna do this thing and that. No, don't go, don't go that far. So step into, I'm going to lead sister circle. That feels good, that feels good. Go to the next thing. Then I'm going to, and I'm going to start it today and it's gonna to be Tuesdays at four o'clock. Okay, that feels good. Just keep going to the next step. So let's let's talk about leaving a relationship. Now I've left I have left a couple of relationships, and it does take courage, because where am I going to live? What am I going to do? What's going to be the repercussion? I'm going to hurt this person's feelings. Other people are going to be upset that I made this choice. And my thought is, who gives a shit? I mean, obviously you give a shit, but my my thought is, this is your life. They are not in your relationship. They're not in your head. They're not in your heart. They cannot see from your your uh, perspective. They have not had the same experience. So the the relationship before Amy, I was I was with this woman for nine years, almost ten, and I chose to leave this relationship. Well, my parents, both my mom and my dad, 
my real mom, my real dad, my, my stepdad was pretty indifferent, but I mean, liked her, but it wasn't that much, that wasn't as impactful. But, um, both of my parents were completely blindsided and I think pretty upset about this breakup. They didn't know it was coming. They just all of a sudden got a phone call from me and I said, okay, well, we broke up. You know, I broke up with her. We, we were buying a house together and basically I just called her one day when it came to me moving that I just wasn't going. I had somebody that was going to rent my house. We bought a house together and I'm just like, I'm not going. And the, the calls before that were, we're buying a house, right? And to now I call them back and say, we broke up. And it was very surprising and shocking to them. And I did take it into consideration. However, they had no idea that there was trouble in the relationship. They had no idea the emotional block that I had with continuing this relationship. And eventually they got over it. And guess what? They love Amy. So it's a win-win. Now I'm happy because it's like, listen, I'm not going to be miserable. This is my life. I'm going to make choices based on my experience. I'm going to make choices based on my emotions. And I might make some mistakes. Okay. It's my life. And I'm like, if you guys want to be friends with her, you can. I don't care. But this is my life. You can even date her if you want. <laughs> so, which would be awkward at family reunions. But anyway, so, um, but my, but my thought is this is your life. So that part takes courage. So those might be some of the things that you have to step into, feel the fear, be willing to release the fear, be willing to let it go. Once you release the fear, then you're like, okay, now I move on. So you have to, as you visualize, you take the next step, the next step, the next step. Okay. Then there's this physical portion of the visual. So when it comes to me creating Sister Circle, I can visualize the groups. I can visualize the calls, the technology, the help, the support, how beautiful it would be, how great it's going to be, the connections that will be made. The next step now is for me to put it on the calendar. And that's where I feel some fear. Well, you know, if I put it Tuesday at one o'clock, which works really, really well for me, there's going to be a whole bunch of people that can't make Tuesday at one. Okay. Well, what if I change? So anyway, so there's all these questions that, that I have to I have to get through. I have to clear that energy. I have to clear those little barricades that are getting in my way. And sometimes there's big barricades that get in my way. What if they judge me? What if they hate it? What if they're mad because I, I'm going to charge money for that? What if they can't pay it? What if, you know, and they get, what if, what if they, they smear my name all over saying that, you know, all these awful, terrible things about me? I have to clear those things. I have to be willing to step into my purpose. And there are going to be people that are going to dislike me. There are going to be people that are triggered by me. There's going to be people that are going to be mad that I'm charging for it, that they think I should do it for free. Well, here's the thing. I am putting time and effort and energy into the creation of this thing. And I am leading it. So why wouldn't I get paid? This is, this is, I'm going to make a living doing this. And if I, if I don't make a living doing this, then I can't do it on the days I want to, or I can't do it as often because now I have to go get a full-time job. So even the nonprofits have to have money coming in from somewhere. And I think that it is important that there's an exchange of money, which equates to energy, which then rises the, um, the commitment level, raises the commitment level for not only me, to be there, to show up and to be my very best, but also the participants. That if they pay something, they are more likely to be, to be and to stay 
committed to the program. Okay, so I think that makes sense. The first thing, releasing the fear. The second thing is visualizing the steps and feeling if there's any fear that's been left. And then the next one is to take one baby step. Take one baby step. So when we had bought this house, my previous relationship, when we had bought this house together, the thing I am, I am, I should call myself the librarian, but I have over 300 books in my house, like physical books, and then probably have easily another 300 on a Kindle. And I love reading. I love my books. I love reading. I love bookshelves. And those are my babies, right? Those are, those are the things that have helped to create and give me the skill and the expertise that I now have to be able to work with people and to create programs and, and to help people around me. And um, when it came to packing to move to this new house that we were buying together, it was everything in me to lift those books off the shelf and put them in a box. And I couldn't do it. They, the, each book became like 300 pounds. Like I literally energetically could not move the books off the shelf. And that's when I sat down on the couch that was in, I call it my library, the couch that was in my library. And I called her, she was already at the new house. And I said, I'm not going. I can't go. Like I physically can't move my books. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I said, this is not the right move for me. And that's when we broke up. And of course she was completely devastated and it felt, it felt like the right move for me. It felt in alignment. But then of course there was aftermath that I had to work through. I had to work through the disappointment. I had to work through the, the arguing and the yelling and the, you know, the demanding that we don't break up. And I had to work through her family stepping in and getting upset with me. Our friends who chose her over me that now aren't friends with me anymore. And they're, and listening to their words and their opinion and their backlash. And I had to go through all of this, but the other side of it was beautiful because there was growth on my part. I didn't go back to the relationship but I had to grow and I have become stronger. I have become clearer with my desires. It's like stepping through this fog, but you have to get through the fog and that can be scary. So taking one baby step at a time, what can I do right now to take a baby step to get the sister circle off and running? For three months, can I put it on the calendar and it becomes these days and maybe the next three months, it becomes a different day. You know, is in putting it out there and taking those steps with a little bit of fear. But along the way, remember, you're releasing the stuckness. You're releasing the fear and bringing in and breathing in more courage every step of the way. So being very aware of the process, not just emotional, not just hoping it's going to change, hoping it's going to shift. Because if you are not deliberate in your choices and in your action steps, I'm afraid that as that energy continues to be stuck in your system, that something physical shows up in your body. Now you have a stomach ulcer. Now you end up with some heart issue. If you're, if you're experiencing any stomach ulcers, pain, could be even just gas, indigestion, acid reflux, any digestive issues that are happening when you're trying to make a decision, that, my friends, is your solar plexus telling you it is time to release the fear and go. That is the physical manifestation of you not going towards your desire. If you have, now that's the, that's the action, your solar plexus, which is all the digestive. 
The next is your relationships, including you. That's your heart chakra. And if you're having heart issues, heartburn, heart attacks, um, heart disease, uh, high blood pressure, anything that has to do with your heart, that is also the physical manifestation of you not going. You're not listening. You're not listening to your heart. You're not listening to your passion. You're not listening and, 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 and um, nurturing the relationship with you. So if you have these physical sensations in your body, pay attention because it is your higher self communicating with you through your energy body and telling you, you have to move forward. So now figuring out those baby steps. What is one thing you can do that starts moving you towards your goal? Could you start packing? Could you start going through stuff and getting rid of things? Could you start looking for an apartment to move to? Could you start um, cleaning the house, that deep cleaning part of the house? Could you start making some friends that maybe you could rent with or looking? You know, all of those are baby steps that you can do that will help you to move in that direction of your desire. Okay. And the last one is using meditation and your spiritual practice to ask for guidance. Because if you are not in alignment with going and there's still fear blocking you, you're not going to be able to see the opportunities to take to help you reach your goal. So clear the clearing of the energy is basically getting those barricades out from in front of you so you can start to see the opportunities. So if you are not clearing the fear, if you're not releasing the fear, then you're not going to be able to see the opportunities. So you, so doing these activities are so, so important and you can go outside and do them. You can do, you, you can't really do it in your car cause you need to be, I, I invite you and encourage you to stand up cause it really like gets the emotions going versus sitting and being too relaxed, but stepping into physically stepping into, I am going to leave this relationship. And then you step forward and feel, oh yeah, there's fear right there. Or it feels really heavy in my legs or my, my something, something hurts or, um, right. And so then you, okay, I am willing to release this fear from my body. I am willing to step towards my desire and breathe in and then step back and say, I am not leaving this relationship and feel the fear, feel the black, feel the, feel the, the stuck energy in your body. I am willing to release this fear. Step forward. I am going to leave this relationship. Feel the body, feel into your energy body. Then now if we go that step once, now if you go all the way to step four, and if you are not seeing opportunities, then go back to step one. If you are not seeing opportunities right now, as I'm starting the sister circle, there are opportunities like crazy. There are women like crazy that are saying, I want to be a part of this community. I want in, I want to be a part of this, this group, this support. And they're asking questions like, what are we going to be doing? What's going to be part of this whole, this whole circle? Like what's the topic? What's the theme? And they're asking questions. It is an opportunity for me to create the community that I've always wanted to create, but I have to keep stepping into the fear and waiting for those opportunities to surface. So if you are wanting to be a part of our sister circle, then come over to our Chakras for Beginners group. If you're already a part of that group, then welcome, but send me an inbox message. And if you're a friend of mine already on Facebook, just send me a message through my Facebook page, or you can send me a message through uh, Chakras for Beginners or the Meditation Room TC and tell me, I want to be a part of the sister circle and I will get you the link so you can start to become a part of our growing 
community of support. I look forward to serving you. If you like this episode, please share them with your friends and join our Facebook communities. Chakras for Beginners is an energy-based community that is highly active and growing every day. This is the sister group to our meditation business called The Meditation Room TC, where we sell products and services to begin your meditation practice. I look forward to hanging out with you. Thank you.